and today I'm joined by Stefano Merante, Program Officer in charge of the Skills Portfolio within the Employment Policy and Analysis Program of the Training Center of the ILO. Stefano works in the field of TVET and Skills Development and today we are going to discuss the topics of webinars and how he has managed to cope with this modality and what are the lessons learned he has to share with us. Ciao Stefano, how are you? Ciao Alessia, very well, very well. I just got my, my second dose of the vaccine against COVID yesterday. So my arm is aching, but actually my, my mind is working okay. astoni astonishingly. Okay, glad, glad to know, glad to know that you didn't have uh, uh, strange second, uh, secondary effects. So nice to, to hear you very well. Your voice is uh, loud and clear <laughs> as usual. And uh, so today it's Friday and I'm very happy that you accepted to have this uh, podcast conversation with me. I know that uh, it's, uh, it's a busy week uh, and uh, you are having uh, a lot of uh, training mm, happening at the same time and also webinars which is also the topic of today's conversation with you. Actually, the topic is webinar fatigue. So we are going to talk about uh, the, the new disease <laughs> or a kind of a new virus that uh, has been spread in the, in the training uh, sector during the last uh, one year, one year and a half. But before going into that, maybe I'm going to ask you, what do you do at the ITCA law? So I am the Skills Development uh, Technical and Vocational Education and Training Program Officer here at this ITC ILO uh, within the Employment Policy and Analysis Program. So we basically coordinate uh, all the work that the ITC ILO is doing on skills development and vocational training. And um, yes, yeah, so with a lot of trainings, as you said, but also advisory services uh, and uh, other kind of capacity building activities, which all entail web. Exactly. So this is one of the compo com component, uh, number one, top components of our training uh, during the last years. So you are a trainer by background. Am I, am, I, am I correct? Are you a trainer? Well, I don't know if I'm a trainer by, by background. I don't know. I have studied Latin and Greek at the university. So I, I probably wanted to be a professor or a journalist. But then I started working in the international cooperation. I have lived uh, long uh, parts of my life uh, in Africa in particular, but also in Latin America. So yes, I've been exposed to, uh, to several cultures and uh, within the, the work that I was doing, mainly working as a project and program manager, I also had the opportunity of running trainings. And then in the last uh, two and a half years being here at the ITC ILO, yes, I, I can say so. Maybe I was not a trainer, but then I have become a trainer. And also I did a master's in, uh, in employment and training systems uh, at the University of Toulouse. So that was also something that was relating in general to employment and vocational training. So, well, I would say I'm not a trainer by background, but I have become a trainer in a sense. So, 
but yeah, yeah. That, that's nice that's a nice way to frame it and also nice to see the different uh, dimensions that are coming all together now in the current uh, job role that you are currently occupying at the training center so talking about the the talk the focus of today's conversation so we are talking about the webinar fatigue uh, how many webinars did you facilitate uh, during the last week during the last week, I think it was six or seven, and I think this is more or less the, the, the average that has been happening, uh, let's say, after May, June, and in particular after the summer break last year. So it's, uh, it's a long stretch. And um, yeah, so a lot of webinars, of course, of different natures. So most of them are webinars that we have within our training course, but we also have webinars that are included in longer process uh, when we deliver advisory services. So with a specific group of people that we are supporting and accompanying in a process and uh, also other kinds of webinars more on the marketing side of our training activities or on other uh, kind of, uh, of capacity building activities. So yes, webinar is maybe a tool, but also the objectives and the way we design and deliver those webinars is, is very different. Yeah, 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 you're right. It depends on the nature of the, of the, of the training and the service you're providing. Just to be clear, and for those who are listening to us, what do we mean by a webinar? No, It's usually uh, a web session that we are delivering through a conferencing platform such as Zoom or WebEx or any other uh, platform that allow us to have asynchronous uh, communication, presentation, knowledge transfer, but also exchange among uh, participants and uh, learners. So this is uh, what we are um, uh, referring to when we talk about webinar today and uh, why maybe I'm going to ask you this question maybe you don't have an answer but uh, I'm going to try to to see if there is an answer why do you think that uh, the webinar uh, it has, be has become one of the top feature uh, utilized in the training sector during the last year of course, because pandemic, because uh, we had to find a solution uh, that was uh, digital in order to connect uh, with our participants and learners. It was not possible anymore to convene face-to-face uh, -face settings. But why do you think webinars has become uh, the way to go, the way to digitalize uh, training sessions? Well, I think that there are two, probably two, uh, two main reasons I would like to share with you. The first uh, is that still people are used to um, synchronous sessions. So be it face-to-face -face or digital, uh, still people learn a lot and like a lot being with other people, being with experts. And uh, I have grown to understand in the last 18 months that of course, uh, asynchronous learning is very important, but for most of our, uh, most of our uh, trainees, still the synchronous moment has a big value, has a big impact on their learning process. Mm -hmm. So I think this is the first, uh, the first um, lesson that we can say. And the second, maybe I can do a metaphor with sports. I mean, I've been a basketball player for, uh, for years and also trainer. And they always say that playing basketball is more complicated than playing football. Because mm -hmm. if you need to play football, you just need a ball and the field 
whatever. I mean, it be, can be concrete or grass or whatever, and you can play. Where we basket players, we actually need something. I mean, we need the basket. This should be at the right height, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And this is more or less what is also happening with webinars and other forms of e-learning. Webinar is a simple thing. So for for in order to actually get a webinar, to, to get the webinar done, uh, you just need, uh, as you say, the conferencing uh, platform, you need a trainer, you need speakers, but it's relatively easy to construct. Then having a good webinar, it's another story. But at the heart, this is less complicated than other forms of learning uh, when translated into the digital uh, world. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Uh, both things uh, you highlighted uh, are very much correct and I also empathize with what you said. It's relatively simple. There are also plenty of opportunities to set up uh, a webinar call with uh, different platforms available and also uh, maybe low cost uh, solutions. And uh, yes, um, synchronous sessions are always like a way, not only for learners, but also for trainers, no? to connect, to see someone, uh, to, to know that uh, you are actually having someone live behind, uh, behind the screen, even if it doesn't always happen to have people with the webcam on and we know all the issues that are related to um, empathizing <laughs> with learners behind, behind the screen. But definitely I agree. But um, so you you highlighted one good point. No, you say that uh, uh, it's uh, one thing is that it's relatively easy to have a webinar, but to have a good webinar might be challenging. No, because there are several aspects that are not only linked to technology, but with the design, no, of of the webinar session. So maybe I wanted to ask you: Do you have any lesson learned regarding uh, how to organize a good webinar? Uh, what did you learn during the last? Uh, 18 months after having uh, run uh, the hundreds 100. of webinars <laughs> now yeah <laughs> no i think of course is is uh, in particular is very complicated for us who are running uh, these high numbers of of webinars so there is a webinar fatigue uh, from the side of the trainees as well as there is a webinar fatigue from the side of the trainers but i think that there are some ingredients that may be interesting uh, to to maybe speak about when we are discussing about having a good webinar so most of them are also quite similar to the ones uh, that are related to having a good training session. So of course, the quality of your speaker, the capacity of engaging people that your speakers or your, uh, your um, let's say, uh, resource uh, persons have is a key, uh, is, a fundamental, uh, is a fundamental thing. Then of course, you have all technology uh, related kind of uh, issues. So of course, having uh, people that have experienced no problems in, uh, in, uh, in connectivity, of course, this is, uh, this is making also the, the, the um, let's say the situation more successful, but then you also have clearly design related topics. So on one side, having a lot of uh, micro, uh, let's say micro moments within a webinar helps uh, the persons and the trainees being engaged. The use of different engagement tools, uh, such as 
polls, uh, such as, um, let's say, collaborative whiteboards, such as breakout rooms is also a very uh, interesting uh, tool that we use uh, a lot and in different settings. But also where it is uh, interesting is uh, when we have managed to actually transform in a digital manner some interactive methodologies that we use through the face-to-face. -face. So for instance, organizing digital jigsaws, or uh, uh, let's say we had work cafes, uh, we had, uh, uh, I don't know, fish bowls. Uh, so we organized uh, several uh, kind of uh, uh, methodology that we normally use uh, through um, throughout our face-to-face -face training uh, uh, in, present in the presential manner, also through digital. But uh, so the use of then the use of the voice, the use of the camera, the use of interactivity, uh, things that work well, of course, is to start giving the floor to the trainees, so the, not engaging them through Q&A sessions, which are then most of the times a bit boring and there is a lot of uh, ice breaking to be done, but rather starting with something that uh, people want, starting with something that people have to say on the topic. So this is something that, of course, has worked very well. And then also a lot of jokes. I think this is also because you know, it's not only the fact that we are a little bit confined into digital learning, but it's also inherently a difficult situation for most of the people. I mean, in most of the countries in the world, you have had to face lockdowns, you have had to face uh, working remotely from home, even if you wouldn't like to do it. You have also faced, and we have to say, very sad situations in the families, etc. So I think uh, our webinars uh, are very successful when we manage to be also a bit light you know a bit uh, also uh, informal in our in our delivery and i think these are a few things uh, and then of course you have to deal with funny things happening i mean we have had uh, people taking the the webinar i mean a lot of people taking the webinar from the cars while they were uh, uh, driving some of them being in the field or even in their farm uh, so we have had uh, of course uh, children coming in husbands and wives coming in and so you have also to manage and you can also use that as a way of bringing people on board so for instance we are always very keen in welcoming the sons and daughters of our of our <laughs> participants to the webinars because of course you are in a situation in which these things happen because of the because of the covid and let's say the teleworking that most of our participants sure. are doing so use these things that may also seem a bit uh, odd or a bit strange and use them in a positive way to also, for instance, we had a webinar on green and there was one of the sons and daughters and we involved, uh, we involved this little guy on, uh, I mean, in the, in the, in the discussion. So, I mean, the things that can be useful also to keep, uh, to keep the attention alive and at the same time make lively sessions. Yeah, no, this is interesting because you, you managed to pull together a lot of ingredients. First of all, a few things that you said about uh, the design of the webinar, what you were saying related to the webinar fatigue, I can relate it very well when talking about face-to-face, -face, we talk about the PowerPoint presentation fatigue, right? So that the fact that you have to run a session and you have to engage people, you have to uh, make sure that you encourage participation, you give the floor to learners, even if they are sitting in the same room. So some of these ingredients that... Uh, we should take into account not only when we are in webinar, but also in face-to-face -face, apply very well 
to to the fact that uh, we 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 are going to have a an effective and meaningful session for learners and i like that these um, these little examples you gave us about um, uh, uh, how to leverage on the challenges that you experience, the fact that uh, with webinars and with digital learning sessions, we are really doing uh, mobile learning on the go, or we are really doing context-based learning because we are really reaching people where they are seated, where they are working, where they are living. So it's really about connecting with their reality. And uh, it's nice that you are trying to build also a narrative and try to bring some kind of a fresh air or try to bring uh, some uh, good uh, storytelling into the lives of people. So at the end of the day, educational opportunities are also not only to make an impact at the working level, but also the personal level of people. So creating good good uh, exchanges. So Yes, and then, uh, something that we always say, you know, also for face to face is this synchrony that needs to be there between the design or the content and on the other side, the administration, the logistics side. Mm -hmm. And I think this is also very valid with webinars. So to have everything that runs smoothly, so the possibility of having a person that is managing the technical side of the story, the breakout rooms, the in yeah. and outs, the interpreters, etc. So this is, for instance, uh, the case of, uh, of uh, Sophie and Lana and the colleagues that uh, we work on for our courses. This is very important always to team up uh, in a sense. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the content, uh, the curator, but it's always this, uh, this teamwork also uh, around webinar is very important. And then uh, of course, something that I wanted uh, also as mm -hmm. well to say is um, uh, the opportunity to use then other, uh, maybe other more, other nice uh, add-ons, like for instance, using uh, uh, informal coffee rooms, like Wonder Me or other kind of uh, similar platforms, this can also uh, be helpful. And then, I mean, we can open up a completely different <laughs> channel if we go into virtual reality, because I mean, sure. this is, of course, as well, webinars in a sense it's not through a, a let's say a, a 2d uh, conference um, uh, conferencing tool but rather with a 3d and the headsets and we have managed also some webinars in this fashion uh, well i don't know if, if it is really a webinar but i would say so because uh, indeed it, it was a it, it was uh, cases of virtual reality webinars and uh, this was also interesting because mm -hmm. there you are in the digital field Field, but most of the things are much more uh, related to the experience that you have as a face-to-face -face trainer because yeah. you are in the same room you can use space so for instance we did social metrics uh, to uh, to break uh, the ice uh, in uh, in the last webinar that we did uh, for Argentina yeah. and uh, then we did breakout rooms within the virtual uh, um, virtual reality environment and then it's a, it was a little bit of a context and out out of 90 minutes, it was only 10 minutes of, uh, of presentation. So the PowerPoint, which were five slides. So we <laughs> kept it very, um, we kept it very uh, short, the presentation, mm -hmm. but we had a lot of messages to convey that were already prepared. So another tip is prepare the message that you want to convey. And especially if you want to be very participatory, because there you will have to squeeze in your messages between and taking advantage of what the participants are saying so that they feel of course, they feel that they have constructed with you, but you already had prepared some of the- You have nudged. Yeah, you have nudged. So you have 
prepared some some things on that site. So I think this was also probably a, a specific case, but I think one that could also be of interest for our definitely uh, for our colleagues. Yeah. no definitely because uh, you mentioned virtual reality. Of course, it's not uh, let's say a webinar technology, but it's uh, also another technology through which we can have a webinar, and it's really bringing this to the next level because you can uh, make take advantage of the space. You can use your own body, so it's uh, a more immersive experience. And uh, two things that I'm taking away from what you have shared to us, to, with us today is uh, from one side, the preparation. So they have the planning, the preparation. So this is very important because you cannot, uh, uh, I mean, you have to carefully work with your team to make sure that there is a plan and it's uh, accurately uh, implemented. And uh, also you plan for the group work, you plan for interaction, you plan a rhythm in your session. On the other side, another tip that I'm getting, which is totally in contrast with what I just shared, is learn how to improvise, which is one of the things that um, we basically uh, have to do whenever we have to deliver a session, being it face-to-face -face or online, it's also learning how to improvise. Be comfortable also with the fact that things can go wrong. You can uh, maybe, you cannot, you are not expecting participants to take a call while they are driving or they are doing something else, but leverage on these. Uh, one last question before we conclude, I wanted to ask you, um, we are planning, of course, we are all looking forward to go to to go back to normal, of course, to go back to carry out uh, training in face-to-face -face settings. We know that uh, it will not be, uh, it will be a new normal and probably e-learning and the technologies that we are currently using, we will be, uh, we will be continue uh, using them. What do you think about webinars? Uh, are they here to stay uh, even when we will be back to normal? Well, I do think that increasingly, and this is a work that, of course, we, we are preparing to do, uh, but of course, it will be a process. And I always say 2022 will be, from a trainer perspective, 2022 will be much more interesting than 2021, because actually we are going to experiment a lot of this blending, uh, because up to now, I mean, it was until 2019, mostly face-to-face. -face. Now it has been almost exclusively, um, um, let's say, distance learning. So we are going to look at... Uh, 2022 and what what it brings what i can see is that we will need to be uh, capable of implementing simultaneously face-to-face -face lessons and webinars because basically what is going to happen is that one of the blending strategies that will come up is the fact that we will have 20 people sitting in our classroom but also at the same time 20 people following in a webinar mode from their uh, point of view. And this has, of course, I mean, this we can call it hybrid, uh, hybrid learning. This has, of course, a lot of, let's say, consequences on the way we are going to have to design all those sessions because we cannot behave as it's only relating to the 20 people that are sitting there as we cannot only uh, relate to the 20 people that are sitting uh, uh, from the distance. So we will need to be prepared from the, uh, let's say, uh, equipment point of view. So everything that is micro, everything that is uh, related also to camera, maybe uh, show, uh, some, we will have to gain some skills in video production and different <laughs> points of view, maybe as well. 
And, um, but at the same time, we'll need to be able to use in particular digital tools like collaborative whiteboards, et cetera, that can bring together the people that will be with us in, physic in the physical space and the people that will be there. So also refraining from the very simple solution of having one, work, one group work happening in Turin and the other group work happening in Zoom, but rather mixing people up through tools that may be used. So I think there will be a lot of consequences I will be very, very honest. I don't see them all. <laughs> I mean, maybe I, you, 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 you look at that and you probably foresee something, but it's not as if uh, I have a clear idea, but it, it's exciting, I think, as a trainer because uh, of this uh, unknown part that is going to, uh, uh, that, that we are going to, to experience together. Indeed. Indeed, it's a learning journey also for us. And um, yeah, it's never ending. Sometimes it could be overwhelming because because uh, you are overwhelmed by actually the all possible opportunities, but it's uh, indeed exciting and interesting. Thank you, Stefano, very much for this uh, insightful conversation. And it was very nice to hear from your experience. Uh, I hope you don't have many webinars today because it's Friday and uh, you need also some rest. And uh, enjoy your weekend. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, thanks to all the people who have buried us uh, for these minutes. We hope it was uh, useful for you. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the e-learning design podcast, a series of episodes to freely talk about e-learning design in the development sector. Stay tuned. More updates from Learning Innovation soon.